Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the word of God bless you today. So our sermon series this Lent, it is called Sensing Lent. And as we talked about with the kids, through our senses, we can experience the glory of God in creation all all around us. We hear in scripture that the heavens and the earth declare the glory of the Lord. The glory of the love of the Lord is all around us if we can perceive it. I think that's what Jesus felt in that gospel reading that we just heard the day that he was talking to the Pharisees who who told him to leave because Herod was soon to be after him. I think he was thinking about all of his brothers and sisters, the children of God that he came to show God's love to, who were still, in spite of it all, seeming to miss it. They were missing it. His heart, which is God's heart, was yearning, longing to, as Jesus said, gather. I desire to to gather you together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. And you are not willing. You're not willing. Today, I I think, Lord, today we pray that you will make us willing. You will help us to be willing. Because I, I believe that there's probably somebody here, maybe several of us here, who are longing to be held. Lord, we are willing. And maybe there's somebody here who just hasn't felt like themselves lately. They haven't felt themselves. And so I think, Lord, we are willing. And I don't know about you, but the last few years have been pretty exhausting for some of us. And maybe maybe there's somebody who's feeling a little numb that would love to feel alive again. I, I think, Lord, that we are willing As we name sin that keeps us from being at peace under the wings of Mother Hen, we ask God to help us to become mindful of the ways and what it feels like to be wrapped up in the arms of the Lord, what that feels like. And so today we turn our attention to that sense of touch, of feeling, One of my favorite memories to return to, it is a memory of touch. When I was uh, a kid about the age of my own children, I loved to visit my grandmother. And when when I would go and spend the night, I loved to stay and sleep in her king-size bed. It was such a comforting feeling. I would, I would play all day, and I'd be exhausted, and I'd take this warm bath, and I love to play 
in her bathtub. And then I would get dried off in her fluffy towels and she would brush my hair and I would brush my teeth. And then there was her big California king-size bed. And she made it impeccably like a hotel bed. She had, I think, 153 pillows on that bed. It was as big as as an island or as a, a pirate ship, which sometimes it was. I would make my way through the pillows and burrow into the sheets and cover up. And then we would say our prayer together. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And then she would begin to caress my forehead as I drifted off to sleep. I can feel it now. I can, I'm right there. Touch is a powerful force. The Bible knows this. The Hebrew and Greek words that are translated into the English word touch, it appears 154 times in the Bible. There are the stories of God's creative touch as God in the garden forming the earth with God's hands. There is violent touch as Cain slayed his brother Abel. There's healing touch, which Jesus provides to countless people in crowds and and one-on-one throughout the Gospels. Now, I know that there are some people who don't like to be touched, and that's okay. Because the Bible has some very strict rules around touch. There are so many laws that regulate touch. Who can and cannot be touched? Who and what can and cannot be touched? The the Bible is clearly concerned with appropriate Touch. There are boundaries for touch because touch is a powerful force. It sticks with you. My grandmother's fingers on my forehead, the weight of my teddy bear, Ted, when I held him tight. I I can still feel right now my father's hand around mine as we walk across the grocery store parking lot. I can feel the hug that my mom gave me the day that she dropped me off at college. I can feel it right now. It was 18 years ago, but touch is a powerful force. It can be the simplest things. You know, anybody like to chop wood for a fire? That feeling of an axe going through the wood, that is a satisfying feeling. Or for somebody who likes to crochet or knit that soft, dry feeling of yarn. Or the force of a football landing in your arms. Or the soft fur of a dog or cat in your lap. Or the way that your very favorite pen feels on paper. Or bread dough 
in your hands, or bark on the tree as you climb up its branches, or maybe your grandchild or niece or nephew on your lap, or the feeling of sand under your feet at the beach, wind on your face as you finally hit the downhill on your bike. Those feelings, they stay with us. Touch is a powerful force. It can change your life. That tentative, very first kiss with my now wife. The feeling of my newborns in my arms as they took their very first breath. Or the soldier who for the first time in combat feels the pressure of the trigger against their finger. Or the feeling of a slap. The force of metal crashing into metal. Those feelings, they change us. They stay with us. The country singer Johnny Cash, he had a complicated relationship with feeling. He struggled with substance use disorders throughout much of his life. He carried a lot of pain, physical and emotional. I'm a big fan of Johnny Cash, and he did an amazing thing for, for so many of his fans. His humanity and his struggles, he, he put them in the language of the gospel, and he let other people know that no matter what, they, they too were in the arms of God. He covered a song late in his life. Um, it was a, by a, a heavy metal band called Nine Inch Nails. They wrote this uh, hard rock song called Hurt. And it's, it's a loud, heavy song. It's about uh, self-harm. It's about uh, drug use. Johnny Cash covered this song near the very end of his life. And when he sang it, he sang it like an old country singer. Same words, slowed way down. You could hear the world weariness in his voice. You could hear the power of touch when he sang, I hurt myself today to see if I still feel. I focused on the pain, the only thing that's real. Now that is the power of touch turned upside down. When pain seems to be preferable to feeling nothing at all. Cash goes on to say, the needle tears a hole, that old familiar sting. Try to kill it all away, but I remember everything. Touch is remembered. That's a feeling that can change a life. Because the sense of touch is a powerful thing. Touch can change a life. And that's what Jesus came to do. To change lives. Change lives like, like those that Johnny Cash was singing about. But, but Jesus wants us to remember something other than the pain and the sting. He wants us to remember the love and the grace of God, which redeems 
touch. He redeems touch. He uses touch, but he uses it to restore health. He uses it to uh, bring to mind not a familiar sting, but a new feeling, a feeling of embrace unconditionally, a feeling of cleansing baptismal waters, a feeling of forgiveness. Jesus knew the power of touch and he used it. He used that power to heal. You know, it's God who reaches through his son to touch and transform the world. That's who Jesus is. Jesus is the embodiment of God's desire to touch, to feel, to be near to us. Over and over and over again in the Gospels, when someone who is hurting comes to Jesus, he lays his hands on them, he touches them, and he heals them. Like how on one evening in this bustling city in Galilee, Jesus healed one person, and suddenly in that town, as the sun was setting, it said everyone in that city who had anyone that they knew, who was sick with any kind of illness, brought them to Jesus. Everyone. Imagine, everyone we know of in Harrisburg, one night, bringing everyone that we know of who is sick to one person. That's what happened. And then it says that Jesus laid his hand on each one of them and cured all of them. He touched every single person that was sick. As the darkness fell, there was still Jesus moving through this crowd, touching one after another after another of people who were in pain. People who were in pain until they felt his touch. Or how there was this man who was covered in a skin disease that kept most people away from him. He came to Jesus and he kept his distance at first. He said, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. And then what happened next, I think, was a little unexpected to this man because Jesus said, I do choose. But he chose not just to heal this man of his skin disease, he chose to touch this man. Jesus desired to touch him. Helping him with his skin issue was only one part of the healing. The greater part of this healing was for Jesus, for this man to experience Jesus' desire to touch him. Not, not like what you might experience in a doctor's office, right? Where y- you need them to look at something and so they put on their gloves and they'll examine it tenderly. It's not that they desire to, but it's their job to, to touch. It's, Jesus wasn't, d- d- he wasn't just doing his job. He wanted to touch this man. Nobody wanted to touch this man. Jesus wanted to touch this man. Nobody wanted to touch this man. Imagine that suffering, to, not, to know that nobody wants to touch you. What do you think stayed with that man longer? 
The feeling of his clean skin or the feeling of Jesus' touch? It had been so long, so long since he had felt another's touch. Jesus' touch is a, a powerful thing because, you know what, he doesn't have to touch to heal. It's not like he had just a magic power he could only transmit through his fingertips. There are plenty of stories in the Bible, in the Gospels, where Jesus heals people without touching them. Just with a word, go, your, your, your faith has made you well. Or he, he, he heals somebody, brings them back to life without not even being near them. Go home, your daughter is at home, she's well. He doesn't have to touch to heal. You could be healed by Jesus without being touched, which is good news for those people who don't really like to be touched. Jesus didn't have to, to touch to heal physical wounds, but he chose to because he could reach in and heal a human heart with his touch. Sometimes in the Gospels, Jesus, uh, people couldn't resist touching Jesus. The word touch in the Greek, it, it actually has sometimes a sense not just of a glancing, not just of a placement, but of a clinging, a clinging touch. Like there was a woman who had been sick for many years with a hemorrhage. Uh, she heard Jesus was in town. There was a big crowd around him. They were all pressing in around him. He felt all kinds of touch. And this woman thought, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I think I can be made well. And so she did, and she was. And Jesus felt that touch. Of all those touches, he felt that, he said, it says he felt the power go out of them. He said, who touched me? He felt that touch, the power of that touch. There was another woman known by her many sins. We don't know what her sin was, but that's how she's defined, a woman who was known by her sin. She came to Jesus one night when he was having dinner with some folks, and she brought this big jar of expensive ointment, and she poured it all over him. And then she clung to his feet, and then she began to weep, and her tears were falling on his feet, and she took her hair and she wiped his feet with her hair as she kept crying. That is exuberant, gratuitous touch. It was offensive to almost everybody in the room, but Jesus loved this woman. I think that was a healing touch. He said, go, your, your sins are forgiven. I think that was a healing touch. It was an important touch for her, and I think for him, Jesus touched to communicate love. He touched because he wanted to. He desired to. And the ones who he touched desired that touch. He touched because God chose to reach out and touch his creation, his children, you know, when, when, when children are brought to Jesus and, and people are saying, no, oh, we don't have time for the kids. Bring us to the big issues. Keep the kids away. This is important business. He says, no, 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 no. Bring them here. He wanted to feel their closeness. He had them come up and sit with him. He knew the power of touch. He wanted to be that near. And then he says, as he's nearing the end of his life, he said, looking out at all of you, 
And I see your pain. I see your wandering. I, I, I see all the things that can mislead you here and there, the people who mislead you. And uh, I'll, I desire nothing more than to gather you like a mother hen gathers her chicks. I desire nothing more. That's God to us saying, I desire to protect you, to hold you, to touch you, and I will, child, one day when you finally let me. God desires, and in Jesus Christ, God does choose to touch and to, to hold and to be held. And of course, that choice that God made in Jesus meant that, that Jesus also experienced hurtful Touch, he felt the hands and the fists that, that beat him on the way to the cross. He felt the pain of a spear piercing his side as he died on the cross. He felt, before all of that, he felt the tender kiss of Judas on his cheek, a kiss that signified a betrayal. He felt it all. There, as he felt the pain of death on the cross still. Nonetheless, his arms were wide open because he just desired to welcome all of us into his love. God knows everything that we feel because God has felt it. That's what compassion is, co-passion, co-suffering, co-feeling. When you feel compassion for someone, you are making a commitment to feel alongside what they feel. It's beloved, today it's, it is through our faith that we know the touch of God. Today, God reaches out through the Holy Spirit to touch and transform the world. And all around us are opportunities to experience the touch of of God. And I think our deepest longing is for that pure touch of the risen Christ. Thomas, he was one of Jesus' disciples. He wasn't there that day that Jesus appeared after having died on the cross, but he heard about it. But he said, unless I put my finger into the mark of the nails and I put my hand in his side, I'll not believe, because Thomas needed to touch to believe. And so Jesus, he appeared again to Thomas. He said to Thomas, Thomas, well, put your finger here. Reach out your hand. Put it in my side. Touch me, Thomas, if you must. And he says, blessed are those who are not able to reach out a hand and touch their risen Lord, but they believe just the same. They believe just the same that Jesus is standing here with his arms wide open to you today saying, how I desire to hold you. How I desire to be held by you. And he will when we let him and then he will when we can no longer resist. Because as every kid who grows up in the church knows, well, he's got the whole world in his hands. 
we are all right here in his touch, if we can perceive it. He has the whole world in his hands. He's got 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 the wind and the rain in his hands. He's got the wind and the rain. In his hands, he's got the wind and the rain. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got... You have been listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then, may God be with you.